Hello all, welcome back to the Rebel Love Review Podcast. It is your host, Donye. Um, this week we will be, hold on, sorry, I'm trying to mess with some settings here. Seems like I'm spiking a little bit. Okay, I think that's better. Um, this week we will be discussing my second favorite member of Red Velvet and arguably, as much as I hate to say it, the most talented, but I said arguably, so... Um, and that is Wendy. Um, Wendy is has on frequent occasions, you know, bias wrecked me, as we call it, which is basically where my bias is sulky, obviously. But there have been times where Wendy's done something or said something or looked a certain way or something or done something a certain way or something of that nature that's maybe been like, you know, maybe uh, maybe Wendy is my bias. But Selgi has held true. Um, I've not faltered in my loyalty to Selgi, so Wendy still comes in second as in my list of group members. So that is who we will be covering today. Um, pretty much gonna keep this the same as the other episodes. So uh, yeah, without too much nonsense at the beginning, let's go ahead and get started. Um, Wendy was born on February twenty first. Yeah. In 1994, um, putting it at about 25, 26 years old. Um, her legal name is Sun Sung Wan, um, which I assume the Wan part is kind of where you get the Wendy from. Um, and she was also born in Seoul, South Korea, like Yeri was. Um, I didn't write the district down, but I believe she was uh, born in a different district than Yeri, though. Um, she has pretty much shown interest in singing since she was, I think most sites say they're five or six years old which i mean is really not surprising given how well she can sing um she has a quality to her voice that really only okay i'm not gonna say only but she has a quality to her voice that you really typically only get from singing from years and years ago Um, It's really something that you have to develop over time and something that you have to be truly passionate about um, over time. So, yeah, about five or six years old, she was uh, interested in singing. She moved to Canada in her fifth year of elementary school, unfortunately, because I don't really know if Koreans do school, uh, if they do school differently, like if it's structured differently for them than it is for us. But um, I can't quite tell what year that is, but she was she was fairly young. Um, to live with her sister and to study abroad. Um, she attended school in Canada, but then also briefly moved to the U.S. And I think she lived in, I didn't write the city down, but I know she lived somewhere in Minnesota, so very close to the U.S. Canada, uh, the U.S. Canada border. Um, but then she also ended up going back to Canada, um, later on. So she kind of flipped between the two, but during this time, obviously she learned English fluently. Um, and apparently she also learned some French from obviously the Canada side and a little bit of Spanish. Um, I don't know that she can speak either of those last two languages fluently, but that's still kind of interesting nonetheless. Um, she also has a bit deeper of the auditioning history than the other three members we've discussed so far. Um, because she actually auditioned with Cube Entertainment and YG Entertainment, um, which are both K-pop groups or K-pop production groups, I believe. They might not just be K-pop, but I know they both dabble in K-pop. Um, she auditioned for both, but 
was uh, wasn't picked up by either one and wasn't picked up until she auditioned for SM at a global audition that they actually held in Canada um, in 2012. Um, so a little bit, you know, a little bit more auditioning history for her as opposed to some of the other members, um, which is funny because, you know, she's regarded now as, as the best vocalist out of the group. So for her to be turned down initially is just a little bit interesting. Um, and she actually only trained for... I don't, I don't know exactly how long, but it was less than two years. She trained for less than two years before she ended up joining um, the SM Rookies. And that alone is impressive because it's kind of weird that she auditioned for these other companies and didn't get in. But then when she did get in SM, she was only training for so long before they threw in with, the, with a lot of the other future K-pop stars in the SM Rookies group. So I thought that was kind of, that was kind of odd. Um interesting to say the least but definitely a little bit odd i wonder if you know there were other reasons why she didn't make it into the other groups or into the other companies that she auditioned for but i feel like at the end of the day all of us red velvet fans are happy that they all turned her down and that sm was able to see her talent and her potential and now she is one of the best people in k-pop so yeah um pretty much it for her early life and stuff um you know a little bit more of a detailed background coming from her just because of you know, the studying abroad and everything, and the, you know, the, the, not lengthy, but the longer than some of the other members, uh, audition history. Um, so that's going to take us to basically her career in a sense of like stuff that she's done outside of Red Velvet. Um, and really, that only really consists of, um, her being on, several and when i say several i mean several collaborations um with either just other k-pop stars or she has some uh, collaborations with Solgi or with people like john legend like i it would it legit would have taken like too much time to write down all of the collaborations and singles that she's done for like soundtracks and stuff and with other people just know that she's done a lot and it's not surprising she has a fantastic voice it's not you know that hard to believe that she's one of the more sought after people in k-pop to do songs with because her voice is so versatile and so strong um but along with that she also um has been a panelist for we got married which is the show that joy was on and a panelist for a show called trick and true and then she also competed on King of Mass Singer, which is basically a show where I don't know how I don't know if I don't know if we do it the same way Korea does it, but we have a show here that just started like earlier this year or last year called Mass Singer, and it's basically where you take celebrities from all different like walks of life and stuff, and they get dressed up in these costumes that they're choosing, and they all compete in basically a singing competition and each week someone is is voted off and then you find out who it is until there's a winner um i don't know if the korean show is structured the same way but that should give you a sense of idea of what the show is um i don't believe she lasted long for whatever reason which is because that's which is surprising because she has an amazing voice but i do know that she was on the show at one point um but as far as like non collabs and stuff, that's pretty much it. Um, but like I said, she's done so many uh, songs with other people, other K-pop artists, 
other artists in general, some of her, some artists in her own group, like Solgi. So I, you know, I would say that she's, she's still pretty busy. It's just a different kind of busy. Um, and I think that, you know, just all those collaborations and singles and soundtrack songs she does are just more of a testament to just how great she is with her voice and just how, you know, I guess just honestly how great she is with her voice and how she, uh, just how, I don't know, what's, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. I guess just, I, I, I guess shows that she's able to, um, I, I guess I could say adaptability, that she can go from, you know, singing with Red Velvet to singing with all these other people and then singing by herself and she can change up her style of singing and she can change up how she sings and all this other stuff and just continue to be as good as she is. Um, sorry, it took me so long to think of that. I, I had the word and it literally just slipped away and I just could not remember it. Um, so yeah, as far as her career outside of Red Velvet goes, that's pretty much it. Um, so yeah, that is going to take us to, um, what I believe to be Wendy's best song and her best video. Um, this was probably the hardest best song and best video that I've had to do so far. Um, just because, I mean, if we're being honest about it, Wendy and Solgi dominate most of Red Velvet's singles to a degree. Um, you maybe you'll find a few here and there where they like don't have the most lines, but that's pretty consistent. And especially as of like more of the second half of their career so far, um, where they've started to drift more and more away from rap bridges to more of singing bridges, where Sulky and Wendy can really like flex their vocals and of course Joy as of late. Um, so it's just it's it's really difficult to try to pick out what I thought was her best song in video. Um, I know Wendy stands out there probably saying, oh, there's one song in particular, though, that should beat out the other ones. Uh, maybe you're not saying that. Maybe that's just me. But it's funny because I was going through all the songs and stuff, and I start in reverse chronological order. So I go from most recent songs to their oldest songs. And... I'm really mad that I even spent all the time that I did listening to songs and stuff and trying to figure out, like, which uh, songs Wendy does better than others because if you really think about it, there's one song that she just absolutely dominates more so than others. Like, even if you look at the line distribution, she has, like, I think almost 40% of the lines in a song as one-fifth of the people on the song. Like, and that is obviously, without a doubt, one of these nights, um, I mean, how it's, it's just, it's, it's very vocal heavy, Wendy does so much in the song, she sounds so good in the song, um, you know, for obvious reasons, that's not gonna be her best video, cause, you know, she has, like, that red poodle hair for some unknown reason, and then they tried to, like, dye her eyebrows and shit, and it just made it seem like she didn't have any, and it's, I don't know what her, what her, like, visual and makeup people were doing for that video but from an audio standpoint she absolutely kills it um she's she just 
she's amazing in the song. She's very versatile in her voice. Um, obviously, the song is a is a softer song. It doesn't require, from my limited point of view, it doesn't require a whole whole lot of vocal strength besides just having to sing for that long and having to carry the song like she does. Um, but it still is something that, you know, is a testament to her vocal skills and, and really all the effort and work that she's put into being a vocalist for all these years. Um, so yeah, I, I really went through a bunch of songs trying to figure out what I thought was her best one only to remember that one of these nights is basically Wendy's song. If, if we're being real about it, um, don't get me wrong. Everybody else does fantastic on that song. Everyone does a great job on that song. That song is, is very well executed, but obviously that's going to be a song that the vocalist is going to dominate and really shine the most on. Um, so yeah, easily one of these nights. Now here is where the hard part came in because I was trying to figure out what was, I guess the honorable mention or what was her second best song, um, single. I keep saying song, but I'm just doing a single. This would take forever if I did like the B sides too. Um, but I ended up saying that, uh, as much as I, you know, talk about how I don't like how she looks during this era because of the weight loss issue and her being severely underweight and stuff, so much so that it was a medical issue, but I, I'm not going to get into it. Um, believe it or not, I think Red Flavor was her second best uh, single in terms of, like, her vocals and stuff. Um, she really kind of carries that song, too. And that song, unlike one of these nights, is very has a lot of parts where she really has to like belt out notes that are you can you can hear in her voice that she's using more of a vocal power than in one of these nights, um, and just her her background singing and too like uh, that she does like during some of the later parts of the song are just fantastic. Honestly, they're they're amazing. Um, I think that she absolutely kills that song, and it's a shame because you know besides the besides how they look and stuff and and like the controversy around that, Red Flavor is a, it's a it's a good song, it's a good video like like that's really my only qualm about it. You take that away and it's like that might be my favorite era like altogether. Um, but regardless, um. They all did very well in the song, but Wendy really, really shines on that one. Um, but even then, she had some other ones that I thought were still really good. Like, like she did, uh, she did good in Peekaboo. I just thought that you know the the vocals that she had to do in Peekaboo weren't overly impressive. Um, I almost feel like they were fairly, fairly easy for her, like more so than other songs. Um, same thing with Cookie Jar. She sounds really good on Cookie Jar, but I didn't think, you know, much of the, you know, the notes that she had to hit and stuff. Um, what else? There was another one I thought was good. Oh, Sappy. I thought she was really good on Sappy. Um, Sappy, I, I, to this day, feel like is a bit of an underrated song. Um, not for me, obviously, because one of my favorite songs comes from the Sappy album, which is Sayonara. But I thought, I thought Sappy was, you know, it, it didn't resonate with me at first at first when i heard it i was like i don't know what's going on here i don't even know if i like this but it, it definitely grew on me and listen to it again while paying attention to predominantly wendy's voice she does really good there's a there's a note towards the end of the song where like three different members hit it and Solgi's is by far the strongest and it or not Solgi. wendy's is by far the strongest and 
it made me realize, oh, she actually has some powerful notes in this song. So you see why I said this was so difficult. There were quite a few songs that fought it out for her honorable mention. But once I got to one of these nights, I was like, how could I forget one of these nights, which is a song that Wendy literally carries. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for her best single. Now comes the, I guess, slightly easier, but also kind of harder part of her best video because, and Wendy stands are going to hate me here, but for the most part, Wendy's presence in videos isn't typically very strong. Now, what I mean by that is just that, like, she typically doesn't get a whole, whole lot of close-ups. Typically, I know, everyone's screaming bad boy at me. Everybody's screaming oompa oompa at me. I got it. I got it. You're good. I said typically. And typically, she, you know, doesn't have, like... Again, typically doesn't have the color contacts and stuff and the hair changes and stuff to really make her pop, which is a shame because she's very pretty. They all are, but I would like it if, if they drew more attention to Wendy from time to time. But, you know, I don't think she's one of the main visuals in the group. Um, so it makes sense that they don't try to focus on her. Um, so the vid the best video part was hard just because... I just, I had to find what few videos that she does manage to stand out in and then really go from there and decide which one was better. Excuse <sighs> me. Oh, God. I realized I was just tired. Um, so, I eventually, you know, got there. There's, there's quite a few songs where I was like, you know, this is a definite no because there's just, there's, there's not much there. Um. You know, I didn't. I didn't think she looked all that special in Russian Roulette. Um, I thought she looked okay in Power Up. Um, they all kind of like they all kind of look the same. They all kind of like the same makeup style in Power Up. So, um, didn't think she, uh, Oompa Oompa was that special of a video for her. Um, and Zimzala Bim was a definite no, just because of what the hell she was wearing like half the video. Um, but so I ended up saying her best video. Um, across all of the videos they've done was actually really bad boy. And I already know somebody out there is probably screaming bad boy at me. But again, bad you could say bad boy is everyone in the group's best video. That's a cop out. I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm gonna be extra critical of bad boy because you could say like I said, you could say that for every for anybody. Um But I thought really bad boy for Wendy because her, I think her look for most of the video, like that uh, really heavy eyeliner look with the color contacts and stuff and just, uh, what was she wearing? She had like, she had like some black, like kind of robe, like, like not, not robe, but like almost like a blazer type top with like, did it have a string across the waist to tie it or something like that? It was something. Her her costume choices were very interesting. And again, I know that, you know, I don't think these costume choices are theirs. They have costume designers. But her, you know, her, her clothing choices in that song, or what they chose to put her in, were interesting, but they worked. Um, 
and it's funny because I was I've actually been watching some people on YouTube like talk about Red Velvet and stuff uh, lately, and someone who I follow pretty closely said that they thought that Wendy's pigtails in that era were a travesty, and it's funny because going back and looking at them, I don't think I ever really. I mean, I noticed them, but I never really thought anything of them. I thought they were decent looking. I thought they were well done for pigtails. But just the way he described them really made me look at them in a different light. And even looking at them now after he said that, I, I still kind of like them. Um, I think really, I think Wendy really kills her look in, in Really Bad Boy. Um, and it's just, uh, that's just basically what it comes down to. Um you know, do some of the other members look a little bit better in the video, especially because they have more close-ups and they just have more, uh, they just do more in the video? Sure. Um, but, you know, the way she looks during the choreography and stuff and during the main set pieces, and of course, the scene of her in front of the mirror when the wolf comes up behind her and she has, like, her hair, like, straightened and it's, like, laid down perfectly and her makeup is super well done and she's, she's trying to look really pretty. She's supposed to be like that damsel in distress from, uh, old school horror movies. Um, and she does that really well. So I thought really bad boy was, was not easily her best video, but once I really thought about it, it was, it was a pretty easy choice. Um, and then the follow up to that was actually cookie jar where I thought she looked very, very pretty. Mind you, they all looked really pretty in Cookie Jar. The only complaint I have, the only complaint that I have is a complaint that I've had for a lot of the other music videos, um, is that they're they're very whitewashed in Cookie Jar. But I don't know what it is. I, I hope that I hope someone out there knows what I'm referring to when I say this, and I hope that they could pinpoint this out for me so I don't, you know, run into a wall anytime I talk about this music video. But in the Cookie Jar music video, something about their makeup. Something about the way they look. They look different than they do in other videos um, in Cookie Jar. And it works out really well for the most part. Um, I think Joy and Sulgi look pretty much the same as they usually do. Um, Irene also to a degree. But for some reason, that video really makes, in my eyes, really makes Yeri and Wendy stand out. and makes them pop for some reason. So I hope someone out there knows what I'm referring to and can tell me why that is. But... I, I thought she looked I thought she looked great in uh in Cookie Jar. It's she has a very basic look to her, very and I don't mean basic in a negative term, because I know that gets a negative uh connotation nowadays. But what I mean by basic is that those they didn't do much. Um I'm pretty sure her hair is is pretty much straight the entire video, except for a few like key scenes here and there. Um her eye makeup is done really well. Her her makeup in general is done really well and I just think that for a video where they obviously don't try to do too much with the costumes, they don't try to do too much with the makeup and the hair and stuff, I think she looks really good. Um, it's it's a decently natural look, and I think she pulls it off really well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. Like I said, the videos were, in a sense, easier than the songs, um, but they also weren't because one of these nights was definitely going to be Wendy's best song. Um it was just really hard finding the second one and the video was hard from the get-go um but like i said she's she's really underutilized in videos for the most part so it wasn't too terribly difficult to try to find which video she stood out in and then going from there 
So that will do it for best song and video. Like I said, best song, one of these nights, followed up with Red Flavor and best video, really bad boy, followed up with Cookie Jar. Um, as far as... What do I usually do next? Sorry. Um, as far as uh, what she brings to the group, this was also kind of difficult to think about because if I'm being honest about it, she does bring a lot to the group. Whether it be from a performance standpoint or a vocal standpoint or just a personality standpoint, she really does bring a lot. Um, I think her and Silgi both do, and I think that's part of the reason why I like them a lot. And of course, I feel like a lot of people are going to say that for any for any member, but um, in my opinion, particularly Wendy and Silgi bring a lot to the group. Um, I think Wendy's biggest contribution, though, um, as a... Um, black k-pop fan is her diversity and of course her diversity doesn't pertain to me in the slightest but um just the fact that she was raised in canada spent some time in the u.s spent more time in canada after that the fact that she could speak english fluently and the fact that she just has kind of like some personality traits and some things about her that you can really tell that she got from more of western culture um really just it it makes her bring a lot of diversity to the group and i think it's very very warranted and very necessary um so you know not the most fun thing that i could have mentioned but i think in my eyes the most important um like i think it's you know it's it's very nice that red velvet has that diversity um it helps out just in their appearance it helps out in just how they come off to other people Um, I feel like it gives Canadian fans and American fans more connection to them because there is somebody in the group that, you know, is more like them. Um, and then of course her being able to speak English, I'm sure is incredibly helpful. Um, you know, especially when they do English versions of songs or when they come to the U S on tour, um, and they want to communicate with the crowd. I'm sure she's with them every night helping out with their English and stuff. Um, and also it's just, I mean, it's just nice to have a member that also just has genuine connections to other parts of the world, um, outside of Korea. Um, I'm sure to Korean fans that doesn't matter too, too much, but as a fan on this side of the earth, it, it does kind of make them a bit more appealing. And it is one of the reasons why I was, I was kind of drawn to Red Velvet because I saw that one of their members was raised in, uh, Canada and the U.S. for the most part. Um, I know it kind of sucks for her because she doesn't get to see her family nearly as much as I'm sure her or her family would like. Um, but I really do appreciate that SM has made her feel welcome, has made her a part of their a part of this group, and the group has made her feel welcome. Um, and really, just kind of you know, despite her being somewhat different than other members i don't feel like they ever really make that apparent and and no one ever really focuses on that too terribly much unless it's you know in a joking manner or in like a curious manner like oh what were things like over there and stuff so you know like i said it sucks for her but i think it's her diversity and just how different she is and how different her background is is very important to the group um so then what I think or what I'm most excited about and what I look forward to the most about Wendy, um, and this is pretty easy, just her, just what else she does as an artist 
in terms of like singing and stuff. Um, I had a similar answer for Yeri because Yeri's um, becoming more and more of a writer, and so I'm curious to see how her career as a writer um, progresses as well as her career as a idol and stuff. But um, with Wendy's, I'm just curious to see what other like songs she does, like what other singles she does, um, what other collaborations she gets into, um, whether that be with other K-pop artists, whether that be with more American or Canadian artists. Um, I'm excited for all of it. Um, I think her having that song with John Legend was a big deal. Um, and of course, you know, as an American fan, I'm going to say that, but, um, I think that could, I think that could open the door for just so much more. Um, and of course they have the remix with Ellie Golding and Diplo, but I don't really know that Ellie Golding and Diplo really did anything on the remix. I think the song is the same. They just inserted Red Velvet's part. Um, but regardless, I'm curious to see Red Velvet interact with more groups and artists in general, but in particular, Wendy. Um, she really just, she's she's a, a vocal powerhouse, and I really hope SM realizes what they have in her um, more so than they do to this point, because I feel like a lot of people think that, she, that she's underutilized, and I agree. But... Also, don't want them to overutilize her to the point to where the rest of her group feels left out or looked over, um, because I just I that just that's not good for a group mentality. And and who knows, they might not feel that way. They might be okay with it, but I just I don't want them to risk it. Um, I'd rather Wendy seek out like those like opportunities to do more and be more separate of Red Velvet, so she can keep the group going, but then also kind of have her own career. Um, so yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, as far as Wendy goes, I like her a lot. She has come very close to usurping Sogi's throne on numerous occasions, but she has never quite done it. Um, I do always say though, if I ever went to one of, if I ever went to one of the fan meetings, um, or not fan meetings, but fan signings, whatever you call it, when they sit at the table and lines of people like come up to them and like sign, have them sign things. I always said I'd probably go to Wendy over Sogi just because I could talk to Wendy. Um, like, I know Sogi's working on her English, but I don't know what she understands. So, even though Sogi is my out-out favorite, um, I would go to Wendy just because I feel like I could communicate with her on a basic level and wouldn't have to worry about, you know, if she could understand me or not. Um, which, you know, is not that's not dissing on Sogi or dissing on any of the other members at all, because I would like to meet them all, but... You know, obviously not having a language barrier would be great. And, I, you know, I would imagine that Wendy still does stuff in English and still, like, reads some things in English and still talks to some people in English. So I would imagine that she's still very good in English, but I could be wrong. Who knows? Anyway, that is it for that. Um, We will be doing our last... Well, I'll be doing my last Red Velvet episode until their next set of music comes out, which people are predicting is next month. Um, I'll be doing my last episode until that next week, and we'll be discussing my favorite member. I guess I say in Red Velvet, but given that I don't listen to other K-pop groups, I guess my favorite member in all of K-pop, um, Sogi. And as much as I love her and as much as I can go on about her, I will keep that episode just as long as I have these and I will keep it to the same topics. So 
So not to upset any of you other fans of any other members. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Sorry I didn't hit you guys with two episodes this week. Um, some stuff came up, but it wasn't it wasn't enough to really like stop me from at least putting one episode out. So I apologize, but at the same time, I'm glad that I've been sticking to my schedule since I've you know gotten back on it, um, and I hope to continue that trend next week. So yeah, that's all for today. That's all for Wendy. Um, I will see you all next week. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your wow. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week weekend. Whatever it may be, just have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy these last however many days of whatever season it is for you i was gonna say of summer but i know i have some international listeners so you know it's not summer to everybody um but whatever it is just enjoy it um be safe have fun i love you and i will catch you next week with what is more or less the finale of this podcast for the time being not forever for the time being uh yeah that's it love you bye